Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to be discussing A Bug's Life. Journey inside the miniature world of bugs for bigger-than-life fun and adventure under every leaf. Embark on an incredible expedition with one little ant as he searches for a band of warriors to help him battle the grasshoppers who threaten their home. When he stumbles upon a bumbling troop of circus bugs instead, their only hope for victory is the bond of friendship and the power of imagination. And this movie, surprisingly, still holds up very well. It does. I was I was a bit worried coming into this that it wasn't going to be as good as I always remembered it. But no, it de- it definitely is. It really kind of felt like it was been... better than I remembered it, to be real honest. Yeah, I mean, it's in certain aspects it was. I think we probably appreciated a bit more of it now as well. There were some a few jokes in there that were probably went over our heads as kids. But like, I think overall the whole movie itself was just really fun. Uh, with a lot of great jokes in there, the characters are most of the part. For the character, the characters are great. I have a couple of issues with that that I'll get into. Yeah, I have a with. couple of characters that I couldn't handle. <laughs> but otherwise, it is a really strong movie. And if you want, let's go ahead and jump into our fun facts. Let's dive right into them. All right, so get ready because I have plenty of fun facts today oh boy i love me fun facts so so starting off after the success of their first film toy story pixar knew they needed to go big bugs life had a footage rendering server that was seven times as large as the one used on toy story the movie also had 23 more animators over 60 more shots and about 270 more models and shaders and 1,055 more feet, literal characters' feet, than Toy Story. <laughs> There's a lot of improvements there. I mean, it, it's noticeable as well. There was a quite a big step up in production value, I feel like. But also, a lot of these bugs have multiple feet compared to just two. So I, that's, I guess that's where that last little bit comes in. Yeah. But... <laughs> To go with that, talking about all those feet, there were a total of 400 crowd scenes in the final film, spanning from 25 to 1,000 ants per shot. And forever going the extra mile, Pixar made sure that each ant was an individual by fully animating all of them. That's a lot of animation to do. That's a ton to do. That's impressive. And I would like to just say, we were talking about this in a group call with some of our friends. One of them was like, oh, yeah, there's only like a few ants in a bug's life compared to another movie, Ants. And I was right. There's more ants in a bug's life than there are in ants. <laughs> there was a lot of ants in that movie. <laughs> I was just in the first shot alone. There's like hundreds of them just marching through. Yeah. Gypsy's moth ruff includes 15,000 individual hairs. Wow, that's a lot of hair. Just something, just a short fun fact, but <laughs> that's still crazy. The art team hand painted over 300 pieces of concept art that led to the beautiful settings of Ant Island, Bug City, and Hopper's Hideout. Like, 
imagine all having to work on 300 pieces of concept art. They put a lot of work into this film. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, this movie was visually stunning. It did look really nice. Especially for a 90s movie. Yeah. That was one of the things I was worried about is how this was going to hold up visually. And it definitely held up. And then another one about the animation. Another short one. All of the flies wings beat. I'm sorry. All the flies wings beat at 129.6 times per second. How did they even do that? I don't know. (laughs) But that is insane. That's pretty wild. So, as we see in the credits, they decided to throw in some outtakes. Yes. Which the Bugs Life, A Bugs Life, is the first movie to do that for any Disney movies. And then they'd eventually just keep doing that throughout several Pixar movies. I don't know if they, I don't think they still do that. Uh, I don't think so. But it went on no. for a little, it, it went on for a little while though. Yeah. I mean, it is a different concept of drawing outtakes into an animated movie. It's not really something that you would usually see. Yeah, like, it is obviously, it'd be staged. But maybe there were times where, like, a voice actor said something stupid on accident or yeah, did something in person, and they just were like, okay, that'd be funny to animate. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the famous actress Madeline Kahn, who played Gypsy, passed one year after the film was released, making A Bug's Life the last film she was ever involved in, which uh, back in the, like, the 80s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s, she was a pretty big household name. That's, that's sad that this was the last thing she got to do. But mm-hmm. And then the circus train, known as Casey Jr., was A Bug's Life way was Pixar's way of referencing an old Disney movie, Dumbo. I don't know if you caught that, but the uh, it was Casey Jr.'s, like, it was some kind of cracker box. Yeah, it was some kind of cookie box because I kept getting distracted by the nutrition label on the side of every time it showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pizza Planet van from Toy Story that appears in every Pixar film is present at the beginning of this movie about 25 minutes in and this is you know the start of where they start putting in the pizza planet truck in every pixar movie almost i I saw the pizza planet truck in this movie i did not know that it was a a thing in every single movie apparently it's a thing in every single movie so let me keep an eye on that never really noticed it in like too many other places i mean i know i've seen it in other movies but I feel like I haven't seen it at, like in every single thing. And I didn't realize it was a thing in every single movie. Until, or, well, yeah. it says every Pixar movie except The Incredibles. Interesting. I'm gonna have and to who knows if head. it's in the like brand new stuff. But we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out. Dim wasn't based on a real variety of rhinoceros beetles. But in 2016, a variety of rhinoceros beetle with a horn like his was discovered. Uh, Such discoveries of fictional creatures later revealed to be real have subsequently been dubbed the Dim Effect. That's amazing. I love that. That's hilarious. That's pretty cool, actually. They just decided to to name this after him because he wasn't a real creature, and then they they discovered him. So I like to think he was a real creature, and the person who came up with his design 
was like, yeah, this is all my design. No one knows about this is a brand new creature, but they secretly knew that this was a real rhinoceros. <laughs> that's that's genius. Though. Uh, the casting of Hopper proved problematic. John Lasseter's top choice was Robert De Niro, who repeatedly turned down the part, as did a succession of other actors. Kevin Spacey met John Lasseter at the 68th Academy Awards ceremony, and Lasseter asked Spacey if he would be interested in doing the voice of Hopper. And Spacey was delighted and signed it and signed a, on immediately. I don't know if I can see Robert De Niro as Hopper. I, I don't know. I, I kind of see it would be a completely different Hopper. Kevin Spacey did a wonderful job as Hopper. He was so he really did intimidating. He said such a great job of nailing his like attitude and stuff like that. But... Which I do have a few other people later on where we'll talk about who else was thought of for different roles. Editor Lee Un- Unkrich. I should have looked up how to pronounce that but editor lee unkridge revealed they considered calling the film bug story but coming on the heels of toy story they were worried that people would expect pixar to use the blank story naming convention for all of their films i mean it would have kind of worked but yeah Yeah, you could have had a car story you don't want to Get yourself stuck in that hole because what would they call the incredible a hero story, <laughs> emotion story? <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretty long one. Uh-oh. During the summer of 1994, Pixar's story department began turning their thought to their next film while Toy Story was in the post production. The storyline of A Bug's Life originated in a lunchtime conversation between John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, Pete Doctor. And John Ran, the studio's head story team. Toy Story 2, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, and Wally were also conceived at this lunch. Lasseter said Lasseter and his story team had already been drawn to the idea of insects as characters. Insects, like toys, were within the reach of computer animation at the time due to their relatively simple surfaces. Stanton and Ref wondered whether they could find a starting point in Aesop's fable the ant and the grasshopper. Walt Disney produced his own version of the cheerier ending decades earlier in the 1934 short film The Grasshopper and the Ants. In addition, Walt Disney Animation Studios had considered producing a film in the late 1980s entitled Army Ants that centered around a pacifist ant living in a militaristic colony, but it never fully materialized. A decade later, DreamWorks produced a film with a similar army pacifist theme, Ants. Ants was released a month before A Bug's Life, and one of the producers for Ants was Jeffrey Katzenberg, who used to work for Disney but left after some disputes. That's a lot to take in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that they had like a meeting and they came up with concepts for like five different films all in that one little meeting. All great films, by yeah. the way. And then the fact that they had like a whole different storyline for this originally and then just like changed it around was also pretty well. Yeah, they changed it around and then it ended up being used in DreamWorks for Ants. Which, my next fun fact, A Bug's Life grossed almost double the amount of Ants. Huh. 
second ants. <laughs> yeah. So I think they went with the right idea. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale tried out for the part of Dot. She still made it in as the part of the lead Blueberry Scout, though. So this was also her first movie to uh, appear in. That's that's pretty f- funny that she still made it in the, the movie as one of the other Blueberry Scouts. Mm-hmm. But not like the lead female role. And then another one who auditioned for a different part is David Foley, who voices Flick. He originally tried out for the voice of Slim, who is played and said by David Hyde Pierce. So See, he auditioned for one of the side characters and got the lead role instead. They made a great choice in putting him as Flick, though, because he did such a great job. As he did Flick. amazing. And David Hyde and... Pierce as Slim, that was really good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cut a few out, but I still have some more. You've taken a lot of fun facts here. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ants get lost when a leaf falls between two ants in line. In real life, ants disperse invisible trail pheromones that help lead ants from their food source to their nest. Without them, worker ants are almost likely doomed. I did not realize that was based on a real thing. That is yeah, so pretty at first when I saw that part of the movie, I was like, well, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> But it turns out that's real life. That's that's pretty hilarious. I love the panic that they had when they got separated from, from the line just from a, a single leaf. And then just three short ones just about casting. Jack Black was considered for the role of Molt. Uh, I could see that. Jack Black as Hopper's brother. That would have worked. <laughs> That would have been fantastic. Antonio Banderas, Hank Azaria, and Frank Langella were considered for the role of Francis. Uh, which those would have been... I like who they got instead. Yeah, that could have worked, but also, like, Dennis Leary was fine as Francis. So, And then we have Cody Cameron, Jason Alexander, Chris Farley, and George Wind were considered for the role of... Heimlich. None of those would have worked. No. <laughs> they would have ruined Heimlich if they did that. Heimlich was a great character. He was. And that's where I'm going to end the fun facts. That was a lot of fun facts. I think that might have been the most fun facts we've ever done. Oh, I had more. I found a lot. I, I don't doubt it. Pixar seems to be a lot of fun facts about them so far. Mm-hmm. But... Now that we got all that out of the way, let's continue moving along into our scoring then. Yeah, let's do it. What do you have for your story score? For my story score, I have it at a nice 90. I have an 86 for my story score. Okay, okay. It's not the best story that we've had. It's not bad either. But I don't know. I just feel like it was an entertaining story. But it doesn't give us, I feel like, it doesn't give us much to talk about. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I personally enjoyed the story. I thought it was entertaining. I thought, like, it was a good concept. It was good. There's some issues, mainly on the part of, like, I guess it kind of falls on the characters, is the issues that I had. But, like, the the ant colony themselves just 
kind of sat wrong with me as to as to like yeah they were real jerks to to flick yeah it was like they don't do anything to help him they're just brushing him off with everything they're always... they cheered when he was leaving yeah and the sad part is like he's actually like they should be using like taking his ideas his machine if they would have used that machine for harvesting you see how much faster that would have been done yeah he had like 20 grains in that one machine compared to like the one little grain that each one of them was carrying to the to the food pile he was plucking off every grain on the plant in one go yeah uh, like he was already like tripling the amount of what they had and they were already using his other inventions like the telescope <laughs> they weren't using his, the telescope until after that yeah but they should have been using his stuff and then uh an- just another small issue i had why didn't he just turn off the machine before he threw it on the food pile well, that, yes, well, that would have definitely helped. But he was in a rush. He was panicking. He was just trying to get back into the food, the food, the, the ant hole fast enough. But yes, it was his fault. I did have like secondhand pain and trauma from him knocking off the food into that water hole. I'm like, I felt really bad at that point for him. Oh, no. You didn't, but... that, that didn't like, Make you feel bad for him? Oh, yeah, I felt bad for him. I thought you were ready to tell your story of, like, something similar happening. Oh, no, nothing. No, I'm saying I felt felt the pain that he felt when when he did that. I'm like, I could feel how terrible he must have felt in that moment of knocking all that stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, like, was like, oh, flick, oh, no, (laughs) buddy. Also, how has that food never fell into, fell off of the offering stone before? And why would they put it that close to the ledge? That's what I'm saying. Like, with the amount of stuff they've been piling on, and that pile just, like, goes straight up perfectly. I feel like someone would have had to, like, accidentally threw one grain in the wrong angle and knocked everything over at some point. Yeah. It, it seems, like, very unlikely they were able to get that pile so perfect every single time and not knock anything into the water. I don't know. They should have put it a little closer to the middle of the island. <laughs> Be like, yeah, hey, here's they, this. They set it's themselves, not going to fall into the water. They set themselves up for failure on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the grasshoppers were absolutely terrifying. Oh, like, yeah. Especially Thumper. You mean Hopper? No, Thumper. Oh, yes. Sorry. Thumper was the, the rabid. Yeah, the one. rabid. Yes. <laughs> wild animal the rabid uh grasshopper <laughs> named after the rabbit <laughs> it Bambi. was named after the rabbit but... <laughs> but yeah that whole part when like the grasshoppers just come in through the ceiling and just like start terrorizing the the ants like they did a great job of setting up these villains and making them menacing like i feel mm-hmm. like the children would be scared of that scene you know everyone was scary except for molt <laughs> he was a great comedic relief though he worked he oh, played so well off he of was amazing hopper the reason which uh, one of the fun facts i skipped which i'm not gonna get too deep into it they made molt his brother because they didn't 
think that Hopper would have let someone so buffoonish into the gang. I mean, that makes sense, though, because he probably wouldn't have. He doesn't take, like, take crap from anyone, so, like, it makes sense as to why he would have had to keep him around. And, like, he needed a reason for that. Yeah, so they use, like, oh, a dying mother's wish to protect his little brother. I would like to say that this is a good learning movie, too. Like, life lessons were taught in here. Certain life lessons were, yes. Others, not so much, but... Well, I even think that when Hopper was, you know, going to Princess Ada, saying, you're the leader, everything's your mistake. Like, not necessarily put it that way, but if you're a leader, you have to take responsibility for everything that's going on. Yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't her fault at hurting. But that was still a nice lesson to be like, oh, hey, yeah, you know what? That's not entirely false. But, yes, that's true. But also, it did not teach lessons about how they should behave as a colony. Because they should have stepped up and helped yeah. a lot sooner than when they did. Yeah, no, of course not. And then uh, the big one for me was, you know, Flick talking about the seed, which was actually a rock. But it's a rock. <laughs> but talking about, you know, this small little seed becomes this giant tree. Yes, that was a great lesson. And I did love how they tied it all back together with at the ending with that as well mm-hmm. that was really well done moving on to the circus i can understand why those people are getting bored and walking out because that was a that, that circus, circus was lame it was very lame <laughs> i am a stick look at me i am a flower la di da di da like they and were I not am putting... a bumblebee <laughs> they were not putting any any energy or or enthusiasm into that performance at all well no Heimlich put some energy in just not to the performance <laughs> more to the candy corn and they were hitting on the ladybug because you know a ladybug that but was... really it's Francis and he's <laughs> Francis... he's referred to as a woman the whole movie too poor Francis got a crap under that deal he got put in charge of the, the blueberry scouts uh, be like... the den mother yeah it worked out in the end, though. Like, he did wind up enjoying it. But Also, how did P.T. not die from that fire? Yeah. A piece of paper fell on top of him and, like, exploded on him. Yeah, it's supposed to be a death-defying stunt. <laughs> but if you were going to catch on fire, how did you not and it be death-defying? I feel like he got the worst of, the, of that paper falling on him than if it would have caught on fire while he was stuck up on there. To begin with, because it yeah. just like fell right on top of him. It, like he had the cartoon treatment of like, oh, I didn't die. I just got in the guy a little crispy. <laughs> but that that should have definitely done a lot more damage to him. Yeah, and then he had to fire them. I mean, they did ruin his circus. Yeah, and so they all end up at the. Here's something I thought was funny. Oh. The cantina. Was a can. <laughs> it was literally a cantina. That was, that was pretty great. I love how like the circus bugs misunderstanding worked out so perfectly for everything. 
It was like when they <laughs> the Warriors. He, he was like, I'm in search of Warriors, and then we're Warriors, and like every single little thing, like just lined up. And then it turned to, I've seen your talents, and I want you. Like, oh, talent scout. <laughs> like, everything just lined up so perfectly for that whole situation to play out. All the way up until the, the camp, when they, they say they're going to crush the, the the grasshoppers. That's like their speech. Yeah, Francis gives that speech of, and we're going to knock them dead. <laughs> okay. Like, all of that just lined up so perfectly and played out so wonderfully for like neither one of them to be in the understanding of what actually was happening and it made for such a brilliant like reveal when the time came yeah and so they have that whole party which looked like a lot of fun <laughs> it did that that play that the, the children put on was hilarious <laughs> yeah and seeing the reaction to the um all the circus bugs <laughs> how, how invested like, they were in that uh, performance uh, yeah <laughs> oh, and when they showed the mural and they showed Heimlich being cut in half, <laughs> Heimlich literally lost the coloring in him. That was beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're like, oh, hey, we're actually circus bugs. And they're both, they're all going, oh, it was all false advertisement. <laughs> When when both of them realized what was going on, Flick and, and the circus bugs. Yeah, but then like you didn't mention anything about actually killing these grasshoppers. <laughs> but we yeah. do afterwards get that whole bird scene. That bird chase scene was awesome. It was really cool, and seeing all the uh, circus bugs work together to uh, mm-hmm. save Dot and Francis. Yes. They worked really well together to to pull that rescue off yeah it almost felt like they've done something like that before it did seem like that because that was very well put together yeah without any like re i think uh if i remember correctly flick's the one who had the idea yeah but the way they were able to just perform it after one explanation of the idea probably (laughs) I mean, Flick does come up with some genius ideas, as much as people don't want to admit it. Yeah. And then the love of attention from the, the crowd, like the crowd of bugs, is what, what it was able to win the, the circus bugs over again. Yeah. When the little kids come running and asking for their autographs. <laughs> autographs, and then they're like, Francis gets close to them as the den mother. Yeah. But uh, that whole bird attack scene eventually was just talking and got added to give Flick the idea to build a bird. That bird was really well put together for the resources that were Yeah, like for. leaves, acorns, just twigs. Twigs. That was which yeah, we get it. Ants are not heavy at all. Sure that stuff can probably <laughs> hold them. But it seemed like they built something before too, besides that anthill. This Which was their like ancestors are what built that state of the art bird equipment from from what it seemed like they really knew what they were doing when they were putting this thing together it seemed like from the yeah. the machines that they were using to like just the the way they put the rib cage together and all that stuff and I'm like this is really intricate and really well made 
If they can come together on stuff like that, why couldn't they just come together against the grasshoppers? I know. <laughs> like they that would have just scared of the grasshoppers. Solved their whole situation that then and there. Because they, they were forming a good army together just to put that bird together, so why couldn't they just form that same army to stand up against the grasshoppers? That's because they didn't realize yet that they outnumbered the grasshoppers, which I don't know how they didn't realize that yet. I feel like they had to have known, but they were just too scared to, to actually do anything about it. Because mm -hmm. I have some stuff to say about that when we get to that part of when when he came back for them. Yeah. Because they uh, just didn't do anything. Eventually the lookout sees what they think are the grasshoppers attacking. And it's just PT. It's just PT fleet coming back looking <laughs> for the circus bugs, which the timing on that was yikes. Yeah. It couldn't have come at a worse time for them, but also like this was one of the biggest issues that I had at that, at the, in this was like, why wouldn't they just follow through with the bird plan at this point? Like, what were they expecting to do when Hopper came back? Like, they didn't have any food set up already. They didn't have any other backup plans. They so, were afraid of the idea because they thought it was thought of by clowns. Yeah, but, I mean, what... And then they what, found out it was thought of by Flick. Which was even, like, it, it probably scared them even more at that time. But, like, what? why did they think their plan of not having any food was going to go any better? Like, what did they expect to happen when, when Hopper shows up and they didn't have any food ready? Yeah. Like, Hopper, like, just attempting that, that bird plan was better than them not having any plan at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was, like, one of the biggest issues I had with, with that. I'm like, they they didn't have anything set up as a backup. They just had, like, what, that tiny little pile of food, which they knew wasn't going to be enough for Hopper when he showed up. So, like... They knew he was going to be mad, and they knew he was going to, like, start at them anyway. So why not just attempt Flick's plan? Because worst-case scenario puts you back in the same exact position that they would have been in anyway. Yeah. Well, they were afraid that Hopper would have been even more mad if they tried attacking him <laughs> with the bird. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Also, it was pretty sad that they were the bravest group of ants was the children out of yeah. all those ants. Like, Dot was the only one willing to go out there and stand up against the, the grasshoppers, and then the children were the only ones willing to risk themselves to to operate the bird. This was what I was talking about when I was saying I was going to get to that stuff later. Like, these ants mm -hmm. weren't doing anything to, to stand up for themselves. Yeah, the kids were, though. The kids were the only ones that were brave enough to stand up against these grasshoppers. Even when Flick was getting attacked and beaten up, none of them stepped in until after it was pretty much over. Yeah, the grasshoppers just do come back, and then the kids run off and hide in their uh, base. And then Dot overhears one of the grasshoppers say that they're going to kill her mom, the queen. And so she goes out to find help. Which somehow she knew exactly where Flick was. Maybe she followed the line. <laughs> well, I think they have to release <laughs> it themselves. I don't um, know how it works. <laughs> that was just my stupid little <laughs> remark I had on it. But, I don't know. 
She she was off of flying, so I guess she could have had a better view of. Well, she was was... flying because she had just finally been able to fly on her own. Yeah. Which also was like perfect timing for her because she would have been screwed if that didn't work. Well, for animals, it works like sink or swim almost. Yeah. It, it, It works out for them once they absolutely need it the most. But it doesn't always work out. So not like... always. It just happened to this time. <laughs> but uh, she's able to find Flick and she used the whole seed. She goes, pretend this rock is a seed. And that's all she needs for Flick to come back. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much to convince Flick. Uh, trapping P.T. Flea and taking over the train was pretty funny. See, I don't understand why they had to do that, though. Like, it's not like P.T. was holding them hostage. They could have just been like, oh, we're leaving. Because, like, he's not, it's not like he was had them under contract or under hold or any of that stuff. Like, yeah, they were exactly. their own employers. So, like, it's not like he was in charge of them. I don't think they were even really getting paid. No, because he said that he was going to change his mind about paying them when he's when he was tied up. Yeah. Because he, says, he, was he like, says, maybe I think I'll... I- I'll, I'll think I'll about start paying thinking you. about paying you. And then he says, "All right, I'll pay you." But so either, even even then, like they they didn't need to do all that stuff to him. I mean, they did anyway, and it was well deserved. It was deserved, but I mean, then he's the one that screwed everything up at the end of the movie. But yeah, well, he was also trying to protect. <laughs> he was also trying to get revenge for his workers. But he he just sets the bird on on fire which that was a pretty good flamethrower it was a pretty good flamethrower <laughs> he has been perfecting the what's what's the trick called again the the brush with death i think yeah, something like that yeah something like that but <laughs> but uh before that they were finally entertaining as a circus group for the grasshoppers yeah but i mean does he, do you think it takes much to entertain those grasshoppers, though? Apparently not, because <laughs> they were really excited about tuck and roll fighting each other. I mean, I'd be excited about tuck and roll, too, though. They were absolutely oh, yeah. hilarious. They were hilarious. But uh, then Slim said some joke. I can't even remember it. It was just a bad joke. But the grasshoppers were dying laughing from it. It wasn't a slapstick joke. It was... No, not the slapstick joke. That one was funny. (laughs) Because I love puns. I don't don't remember what his joke was. It was something about a... Oh, whatever bug. How many bugs does it take to... How many many cockroaches does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, they all run away as soon as the light comes on or something like that. Yeah. That's so I was like, I I groaned at that one, and not like the good <laughs> kind of groan, the more like, oh my god, just stop now. But their plant, their circus, did stall enough to to get the bird out of the tree. Yeah, even, it almost even didn't because the bird got stuck. The rock did. Yeah, and they were so amazed by that magic trick too. Yeah, I mean, it it would have worked had they not been caught carrying away the. The Chinese food container, what when it was empty? Yeah, but uh, the bird starts falling at the perfect time. Then, and I mean that was a fun scene, seeing all the ants pretend to be scared and scattered. 
when they were putting all the jam on their faces to make it yeah seem like slim they was were putting jam on his face which in the <laughs> outtakes it, he was like pretending that or uh he was saying that that was the berry juices were burning his eyes yes but again these ants all these other ants weren't doing anything to help at this point yeah I mean, all... they were pretending to be scared of it. They were pretending to be scared, but like... Which kind of gave into the illusion of, oh, hey, this wasn't planned. I don't know. I feel like the ants could have been a lot more useful in holding off the the grasshoppers or distracting them a bit more instead of having just the circus bugs do it. Yeah. After that, you know, the burn catches on fire. Finally, the ants start standing up to the grasshoppers. It took Flick almost getting killed for that to happen. Yeah. And it would took and all Flick had to do was you all need us, don't you? And then finally they go on the attack. It took him way too long to to do that. Uh yeah. But it did give us that cool visual scene of Molt literally getting scared out of his skin. <laughs> That was he hilarious. literally molts. Yes. And, uh, you know, even uh, Thumper got scared once he starts yelling at a... <laughs> starts screeching at a dot. Dot just dumps him on the head. Bad grasshopper. <laughs> bad grasshopper. Bad. Screams, and then Dim shows up and roars and scares <laughs> him away and does, like, puppy yelping noises. That was hilarious. And then we see he's doing cartwheels over um, Hopper. Yeah, and the rain comes and screws everything up. Yeah. Which is funny, because, like, I thought, like, you'd assume that was about to be the ending right there, and then, like, the rain comes in and, like, kind of, like, adds that extra little action sequence to the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. That extra, like, atmospheric effect. Yeah, that rain scene was really cool. It was. And then, like... Flying through the trees and... Hopper takes away Flick and Princess Ada goes to save him and then suddenly Hopper's chasing them. Flick gets the idea to go to a certain spot which happens to be the bird nest, the real bird's nest. And Hopper doesn't think it's a real bird and gets it's himself like, What, eaten. is this another one of your bird tricks? Flick's just yep. <laughs> Hopper's death was pretty gruesome, like in reality. That's one of but... the best Disney deaths I think we've seen. <laughs> Getting eaten by cute little chicks, but yeah. they they did it in such a gruesome way. I think that's one yes. of the best Disney deaths that we've seen, though. Like, yeah. even with compared to all the Disney animated movies, it was pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty. That's up there for sure. Yeah, and that's basically the end of the movie. Like, we see? do see like the circus bugs are leaving. They recruited some of the ants who were doing cartwheels, and then even Molt. Got a chance to be with the circus. Yeah. Here's where I have a hot take. Flick deserves to be in charge of the colony. I think yes. he doesn't get enough credit for what he did and how to save them and for all the stuff that he did with the with the colony. They gave Ada the crown at that point, like she did something to deserve it when she didn't really do anything. Yeah. Like they should have just Made him new king of the colony, and then like. Well, I assume they actually got married. That's what it seems like it's going. But like, does he get any power when he marries in 
that's typically like that. not how that works just because he's not an actual part of the family exactly but... so like he deserves to be in charge of the colony he also deserves better than ada as well like yeah she, she was, was so rude to him at the beginning she was doubting him the entire time she didn't trust him she didn't like believe in any of his plans flick don't settle for that you don't you deserve much better than that yeah but uh yeah that's basically the end of the movie also were wa- were they wasting food to make those fireworks because they were shooting off the same well they didn't have to give it to the grasshoppers anymore yeah but that's still a waste of food that they could they've been they yeah. need to be shooting off into the air and exploding <laughs> yeah which they were finally using flick's invention again he's should like they decide that he's good like he's good enough to use their inventions now he's but yeah, he still doesn't get any recognition. He should be the king of the village. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, still an overall good story. Yes, the story itself is good. It could have fixed a few things in there, and they could have made it a bit more... We could have gotten a little more fighting action from the circus bugs. Because <laughs> not a lot of them did much. No. Like, but... a few of them did, but like... It would have been funny to see Heimlich just body slam some of the grasshoppers or that would have been pretty funny. Do you wanna keep moving on to characters then? Yeah, let's move on to characters. We got a lot of them to talk about. I have a ninety-two for my characters. I have my characters at a ninety. I wanted to go higher with my character score here, but the issue is not all of the characters are where they need to be. No, and then you know, Princess... we got some important characters in there that aren't really that important i don't know see i feel like as a whole all the characters played very well off of each other especially definitely flick and the circus group really added a whole special dynamic to the movie the way he they were learning from each other and taking lessons from each other and growing Mm -hmm. but then you have like princess ada who's just constantly negative she's not helping definitely my least favorite character of the entire movie yeah i i agree with that she just was always negative she never really did anything to help in in a positive way she just kind of doubted flicked throughout everything Mm -hmm. and then we have hopper and malt you know those brothers and they actually played off each other very well hopper was that like i'm the older brother i'm the leader and then Malt was that, I'm the younger brother. I'm super annoying to my older brother. Hopper is just an absolute menace. Like, I came along because mom said I can. <laughs> kind of deal. They they really played off of each other really well. The, the comedic timing mm-hmm. of Malt. What is it? Malt, yeah. Yeah, Malt. Yeah, the comedic timing of Malt off of Hopper was just brilliant. But Hopper Which, was just... I mean, Hopper... Was just very well done in general. Like I said, Hopper was just a straight up menace. He was like he's a top tier Disney villain for sure. He's holding a child around to like about to feed it to a a rabid grasshopper. Yeah, like he had no remorse. I think he should have had his own song. I know Pixar doesn't do the (laughs) whole song thing as much as Disney does, but for. But out of the Pixar villains, I feel like Hopper needs one. See, I don't think... He, Almost song... like Scars, though. Not like just some 
magical Disney, but like scars, be be, be prepared. It would have worked if the other grasshoppers were singing about him. I don't think it would have worked if he's singing a song yeah. himself. Well, David Spacey also has quite a singing voice. I'm not saying it has nothing to do with his singing voice. I'm just saying for the character itself, I feel like it wouldn't oh, make, yeah. wouldn't it doesn't make sense for him to be singing and like that's just not his character. Yeah. And I guess maybe all the other characters like there would be need to be more songs singing besides just a villain song throughout the movie for that to really work out even. Moving but, um, to Flick. Yeah, just amazing villain. And then Flick was absolutely wonderful as Flick, a main character. Flick is a great character. I love his it's like drive and determination and just he's just so positive about everything and trying to 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 make everything work. Yeah, he's and just like, trying his best for the colony. And, and the colony's just keeps hating on him, but he's still pushing hard even though he knows that they're just hating on him and that he's having to go through all this. That was also the colony themselves is one of the reasons why I had to drop my character scores because the way they treat Flick and the way they they act off of him. Yeah, the like, colony, especially the like council group, like oh. they all had names, but I didn't bother writing them down. Yeah. Like they this colony really seems to be digging themselves in a hole to to like cause all the problems that they're dealing with. Yeah. And then of course we have all the circus bugs. Yes. Which all played off each other very well. Like they've been working together. They're good friends now. Like in particular, uh there's Dim and Rosie, who are kind of grouped together because Rosie seems almost like a caretaker for them. Yeah. Which, see, I didn't even write her down as my characters, because I feel like she did the least of that group. Yeah, I wrote all of them down, but more so <laughs> to, like, because they had their own, like, little small groups, even within yes. that small group. Yeah. So we had Dim and Rosie, we had Slim, Francis, and Heimlich all together, which they were, like, the funny part of the group. Heimlich was amazing. Heimlich is just hilarious. I'm just such a, a fun looks absolutely character. hilarious. Slim had that like almost dry humor kind of humor to him. Yes. And then Francis was that ang- angry kind of humor where it's funny just to see them get mad at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I was not a huge fan of was uh, Manny and Gypsy. See, I liked Manny. I, I like thought... Manny, but Gypsy had like no part of this movie really. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Gypsy I think was she just, was the one with the least use in this movie. She just flashed her colors every once in a while and then like was kind of like... Manny's she was assistant. just the magician's assistant. Yeah. Well, they were married, but that's basically her role in the entire movie. Yeah. And then, of course, my favorite's Tuck, my favorite's tuck and Roll. Tuck and Roll were absolutely hilarious. I just loved every single thing that they did on screen. I remember seeing, I think I read, I don't remember where I read they were inspired from. Yes. I think it said the Ukraine. Uh, Hungarian, I believe. Hungarian. Said. Okay. Yeah. But like, <laughs> seeing them like, not understand a word anyone was really saying. <laughs> Just smiling and nodding that whole, during that whole story Flick was telling them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after Flick laughs, they give the fake, ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Which is something I would do. Like someone starts laughing and I didn't understand a word they said. I just start 
but they start laughing. I I start laughing too. Like, oh yeah, that's funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah, they they really. I I just did that like the other day when someone was telling me something and I had no clue what they were saying. I just, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. And they just start laughing and then you start laughing and they go, I was just telling you about how my grandmother passed away. Oh. I'm sorry. And then we have PT Flea. I mean, he also doesn't have a huge role, but... I feel like they could have did more with him. They could have, but I also feel like he did the right amount of just being there to mess up, like show up at the wrong time to gather those bugs back and like reveal who they really are. Yeah, that's that is true. Which I mean, he okay, so PT Flea, he's supposed to be like PT Barnum. <laughs> yeah, you know, the famous circus guy. <laughs> they just made a whole musical about him recently, like a few years ago. Yes, but uh. And that that's about all the important characters. Uh, you're forgetting one of the most important oh, characters. Oh, I forgot about Dot, didn't Thank I? Thank you. How could I you forgot forget about, about the Queen, didn't How I? could you forget about Dot, one of the most important characters in the movie? Because we were talking about the ants, and then we ended up going <laughs> to the villains, and then we ended up to the circus bugs, which is how I have them in order. But when we were talking about the ants, we skipped Dot and the Queen on I my list. Dot. I love Dot so much. She's just so adorable. Dot's just... a good kid character. She's really helpful to Flick, and she actually believes in Flick. One of the only like people in the group that's willing to accept She's Flick for who he the is. Only Ant who really truly believes in Flick. Yeah, even the Queen was a little hesitant about it. Yeah, she wouldn't let. She wasn't willing to accept Flick's ideas, and she was brushing him off her and everything mm-hmm. that he did as well. Which, which was I part mean, of the Queen was still a fun character to have. She was that old fun lady. I definitely, I feel like casting wise, I would have like thought of maybe Betty White also. That would have worked. That would have been so funny. I feel like she would have stolen the show. She probably would have. <laughs> kind of like a Robin Williams effect there. But uh, yeah, Dot was definitely one of the strongest ant characters. Yeah, she was the only, like I said earlier, she was the only one that was willing to stand up to the grasshoppers. Which is sad when she is the smallest slab thumper. Yeah. Just no bad grasshopper. Bad. But I think we've now finally got through our long list of characters. Yeah. I think that's it. (laughs) So let's move on to visuals. Yes. Where I have a 92. I also have a 92. There we go. I mean, out of an early movie for Pixar. The visuals were amazing. Yeah, they they definitely looked really nice. I mean, after the fun facts I gave, like reading them, I kind of started going, yeah, they really did work hard on these, on all the animation. Like, the first thing that got me was, you know, the bugs movements. Not just like walking around and acting, but the way they were walking, like, each bug had their own different kind of waddle to them almost. Yes. And like at that party, seeing like some of those ants like performing the drums and stuff. And then there were those ants that were like doing the fingerings for that flute, whatever woodwind (laughs) instrument they were playing. That was a weird instrument. The grasshopper design was really cool. I love the design that they used for the grasshopper. I think the character design in general was really good. 
Yes. It was good character design all throughout, but I, I think especially the grasshoppers to me stood out. So I actually have another fun fact about Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the grasshoppers. Since you're mentioning it, this is one of them that I skipped. Uh, despite being grasshoppers, the villains display more traits of locusts. Examples including having a way with food, flying around together in a swarm, being brown, and never happen to jump around and live in the desert. However, it's it's since been discovered that some species of grasshoppers can morph into locusts under the right conditions. So the movie got it half right. <laughs> I mean, they do not look like traditional grasshoppers when you think of a grasshopper. No. But they still it, looked really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the facial expressions that they put in this movie. They added a lot more detail into the facial expressions uh, compared to A Toy Story. Or even some of the other Disney movies that were coming around this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, another fun fact about the grasshoppers. (laughs) Because, again, I had a ton of them, especially about visuals, that I even cut out of my notes. I was like, okay, this is too much. But you're still doing it now, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, we're bringing it up. But, um, so, you know, ants normally have six legs, right? Well, in the movie, they showed ants only having, like, Two arms and two legs, so four legs, really, in general. Yeah. They did that because they felt like giving the ants extra appendages may have made them unlikable. And so they decided to keep the extra appendages on the grasshoppers for that reason. I I guess that works. But even Tuck and Roll had less legs than their (laughs) bug counterpart, the pill bug, had. Mm. Manny the Mantis had less legs than what he was supposed to have that's interesting yeah but they kept you know this they kept the black widow with eight legs yeah i mean there's not much you can really do about that one (laughs) and what's with what's with these animated movies making the spider weirdly attractive um that's something you might want to look into yourself about (laughs) yeah because there's this one there's james and the giant peach like come on (laughs) i don't know I can't tell that I was attracted to the spider, so... But, like, but I will say, all of the character designs were very well done. Yeah. That opening shot looked really cool until they started to zoom in. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah, it looked amazing. And <laughs> Speaking of, like, the shots that they were throwing in with the credits at the beginning of the credits, those pictures yes. they put in, mm-hmm. those looked beautiful. Yes. They... There was definitely a lot more detail in this than in Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the inside of that anthill re- looked really cool with, like, the glowing mushrooms in there lighting it and all the tunnels they made. Yes. That was awesome. Uh, I yeah. really loved the way that the canyon looked as well. The, oh, yeah. That one flick flies across it and just, like, is over. Like Yeah, the whole of... uh, ant island they have. Yes. I wish they would have played a little bit more with the perspective of that, like zoom out on the canyon and had it like be like a crack in the sidewalk or something, and just show like <laughs> yeah. the the real like scale of the ant colony and stuff. But like that would have been fun to see. That would have been funny. Like we saw it with the dandelion at least when mm-hmm. like you have the entire dandelion and it's just one little tiny piece is enough to to fly across. One the... ant. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish they would have played with that a little bit more, but um. When the grasshoppers were kicking into the anthill when they first got there. Yes. It was really cool seeing like the earth 
just the ground like crumbled there and mm-hmm. light be pouring in and mm-hmm. that looked really cool um i will say the water effects in this movie were pretty fun to look at oh yeah they definitely starting don't... with like the food falling into the water mm-hmm. the rippling of the water and then the yes. rain at the end that that rain scene at the end was just incredible it was there's this big giant monsoon just from little tiny raindrops and then like like when, that could have been a light shower to us but to those ants yeah. to those bugs it's devastating which makes me wonder like how they've survived so long with the, like with the amount like if it rains more often like don't you think they should just be like drowned away more like more often mm-hmm. like they're ready for the rainy season anyways <laughs> is what they say yeah and when Hopper was flying through all those trees in the rain, that looked awesome. Oh, that whole chase scene with the rain was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was just this epic action scene. The, um, the Bug City also looked really cool. When, it did. When Flick went and found the Bug City. Another fun like small fact. Fun Cannes fact. <laughs> just geez, a small Charlie. <laughs> Some of the buildings in the uh, city were named after uh, some of the... Uh, workers kids i don't remember all the names so i'm not going to go through them but just a little fun thing like oh hey that was a kid that's that's cute molts molting it <laughs> was really like you know his name's molt yes and he was losing his skin often mm-hmm. like those flakes looked really good and then when he literally ran out of his skin <laughs> That was, and it's just was jumping all along the running ants, floating away almost. Mm-hmm. And that looked really good. Yes. And I then like... I liked uh, whenever Flick is first finding these circus bugs, and Francis is pulling a Slim out from the trash, and then he pulls him out. A light starts beaming down on him like he just pulled the sword from the stone. <laughs> Yes. Okay. And these other bugs are like gathering around just looking in amazement Made for some heroic, heroic scene of them. I just thought that looked really cool. I would have loved to see a statue like that. That would be great. I don't really have anything else to add. I about. think that was all oh, mine too. The the mural that the, the kids drew, I thought that looked really nice. <laughs> it was really cute. And... <laughs> it was funny though. And seeing Heimlich change colors like that after seeing himself as dead in that. That was great. Because the, the circus bugs are not ready for that. They still thought they were no. performing for the grasshoppers at that point. That was a really graphic drawing though as well, though. So Yeah. For a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's all I got too. Alright, then let's continue on to atmosphere. Alright. I have a ninety-four for my atmosphere. I also have a 94. Hey. Ding, 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 ding. The scoring was absolutely fantastic in this movie again. Yeah, like, like, when you think of Pixar scoring, you really think of Toy Story. But this is, I think, tied or even better score-wise. I I agree with that. This This is a very underrated score. I think I, this is an underrated movie in general. but I will say some of the music did feel very similar to Toy, Toy Story's music. Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot of differentiations in a lot of different spots. Yeah, like but, it had the same feeling to it. But it's also just Randy Newman in general. That's just yeah. his compositions. Are, are all Which he only like sang that. one song in this one. Thankfully. And that, 
I mean, it still gets stuck in your head at the end of the movie. Yeah. Of your lap, so live it well. I did say that that song was kind of meh. And then, like, for the next 30 minutes, I just kept singing it over and over in my head because I couldn't get it out of my head. One of the few memories I have of preschool was of me and my whole age group of kids dancing to this song. (laughs) And we all had, like, the little uh, lady, the blueberry ladybug. (laughs) <laughs> thing on our backs and little made that's, antennas that's adorable <laughs> but yeah the score the music in this movie just worked so well it the was sound, beautiful the sound effects were also done really well oh yeah like like so as many. i said with the visuals the uh grasshoppers kicking in the anthill mm-hmm. just hearing that booming and crashing well, even when they were flying away and stuff they were making all these like almost like spaceship kind of noises and mm-hmm. like really like, like to them it would be that loud yeah to us it's that little <laughs> and then like whenever they're in that hill and they're listening to the grasshoppers walk on the ground just each footstep was great yeah they put to, a lot, uh, they really managed to build a lot of tension for that that scene when the when oh, the, yeah. the grasshoppers showed up and then how it got just dead quiet in there while they're talking Mm-hmm. So that we can really hear the echo of the ant hill when they're speaking. Yeah. Especially with Hopper's voice. He ha- Kevin Spacey has that low, booming, demanding voice sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which the voice acting was done terrifically. Yes. Flick really just had so much character to himself. He, like, all like, the characters really did. Yeah. Even some of the minor characters that, like, we didn't even write their names down. We didn't even mention them in our characters. Dot was just an incredible performance as well. This was oh, yeah. Hayden Panettiere and one of her earliest Dot, roles. Uh, Slim and Francis were really good. <laughs> and then we did get that voice acting uh, scene in the outtakes for uh, Thumper. Yeah. Which was really funny to hear him go from like this savage <laughs> to, hold on, hold on, guys. Can we just stop here? <laughs> one of the, the things that i loved what this is going back to the sound effects but they had like all these horns that they were using all throughout the movie when they were like blowing the warning horns or other kind of horns that they were oh yeah getting blown they had one when when the grasshoppers were coming they had one for something else when it was, was time to on. clock out from work at the yeah. end of the movie all these like really cool horns that were being used and then that really weird instrument that they were playing for the yeah, warriors it, it was like a woodwind mixed with some percussion <laughs> added on top of it to like a, almost a tuba it was like five instruments all attached out of one like plant and it sounded really cool and the song it was, it was a really cool playing. instrument the song that they were playing on it was a good song as well oh yeah it was like a nice catchy little <laughs> dance song almost yeah oh and then hearing the rain come just we see it from a distance, and then... Yes. They did a great job with those sounds. Like, it was fantastic. Anything and that else? rain really helped with the atmosphere, too. Oh, yeah. It really took a dramatic turn when that rain came in. Like, we were thinking, oh, hey, we're at the end of the movie. The ants finally turn on the grasshoppers. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's not done yet. Here comes the <laughs> rain. Yeah. That was a major step up and. In the final scene. Oh, yeah. 
that's all I really have in my atmosphere notes. Yeah, I don't don't have too much as well here. So right. let's let's keep moving to entertainment. All right, for uh, entertainment, I have mine at a ninety-six. I have a ninety-five here. Okay, that's only one point away. Yeah, one point off. It's it's a very entertaining movie. It's this not... movie again was a lot better than I remembered it being, and I liked it as a kid. I always loved this movie. I, I feel like this was one of my favorite Pixar movies as a kid. I feel I mean, like this is actually another underrated movie. It, I agree with that. It's not one that you hear too many people talk about, and it's not one that's like on. Like it's not like, like you mention it and people go, "Oh, I hate that movie. That movie's boring." <laughs> You'll mention it and go, "Oh yeah, I remember that movie. It was actually good." Mm-hmm. We just don't remember how good it is. <laughs> There's just so many great funny lines in this movie that all throughout this I like constantly found myself laughing out loud. Oh yeah. And it's like sure like some of the jokes in the other movies are funny and they'll make you laugh, but like I was They'll like, make you chuckle, but this one had exactly. you like Yeah. Uh, like just just starting off from that opening sequence, I was already cracking up with when they lost the line just from that little leaf and he, they all panicking where's the line what's going on and and then and, he's like or uh one of the council members just yeah. comes up and goes oh it hasn't been this bad since the twig of 93 that that part had me cracking up when he said <laughs> that that line <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like wow it's so catastrophic for them for whenever a leaf falls and then you know i saw that fun fact that i mentioned earlier and it was like oh it makes sense so this is factual stuff also yeah and tuck and roll throughout the entire thing was absolutely hilarious too listening to them like speak whatever language they speak (laughs) they're bigger because even disney plus doesn't translate it for you it just says foreign (laughs) language that's hilarious. I didn't did not know that, but that makes it even better. Yeah, it just says speaks in foreign language, and then they're just fighting each other, and <laughs> just everything they were saying just was let so, make him some of the him. stuff they were saying was like understandable, like yeah, tweet 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 <laughs> tweet 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 up it up it up it up it Whenever the birds attacking, they're just like up 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 up. Then that whole children's play was hilarious too. But we are the grasshoppers. Oh, oh, oh! They're all die. dying. <laughs> die, die! And it falls, and the, and then Francis passes out from that. Francis passes out. <laughs> They're all like emotionally invested in that whole thing, and like it whole became a whole thing. Yeah. Um. And then um. Oh, just Francis getting mad at everything just because everyone was assuming he was a she. Yes. Which that was pretty funny. Like, oh, just because I'm a ladybug means that I'm a girl. <laughs> I love that the whole like scene they had at the bar with him, like the 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 roach is showing up with the bigger roach. Oh, the fly. Th- the fly, yeah. And it leads to the whole bar fight scene. That whole thing was hilarious. And, Which like, that whole that whole bar scene was funny. <laughs> like, hey, who ordered the poo poo platter? And all these flies come flying toward it. The amount of and like then, uh, tropes that they they followed along with from all these kinds of movies was great. Mm-hmm. Though, uh, oh, like, the slug who ordered something and it starts foaming out the mouth. Hey, I said no salt. That was hilarious. And, and then uh, there was that uh, mosquito 
who orders a bloody, bloody mary, mary. <laughs> type o yeah all these great comedic things and then let's like the characters are also really great no oh, yeah the characters are fun to watch and for the most part except to. for the stupid except like, for princess ants. ada princess anna and the and the rest of the ants that don't want to help out which i thought they were saying princess anna mm. the whole time like a n n a it's at it's at it's atta like yeah. a t t a it does sound like atta with a d as well yeah but yeah it's just funny all around yeah it's fun story fun characters and then just everything the works together sequences. really well yeah. yeah are you ready to give our final scores yeah let's do it okay all right so for my final sc- score i have a 91.8 and for my final score i have a 92.4 wow you're higher than me which is i know very often <laughs> but i mean this movie was really good it was a really good movie i really enjoyed this movie and like oh. like i said in the past I, this is one that i've really been wanting to watch again for the long like for the longest time and i just haven't gotten around to it now and like i regret not watching this more often than if me and my and one of my friend groups that we like to watch movies are like wanting to watch something i might throw this in as like hey let's watch a bug's life <laughs> it's as good as we remember it is a good movie i will say i feel like i have more memories of the video game on playstation than See, I, do I never played the, the video game oh the, the video game was so much fun uh, i had a blast i was it really like did a great job of following the movie like one of the levels is you're flying from the dandelion across the canyon and I like vividly remember playing this level a million times as a kid of just like flick trying to fly through the canyon on his dandelion and like it was it was fun. But this yeah, the movie itself holds up still and it was really it really needs to be talked about more, I feel. <laughs> oh yeah. So next week we have Toy Story Two. We're already going to the sequels. This We're is already going fit. to the sequel. I didn't think it was this early into the list. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was this fast either. But they just went like right into the sequels. They're, like we only have a very limited amount of sequels in LOS season, and now there's the majority there's of this season. Be a half, is just like, I think almost half of the season is sequels. Yeah, it's a it's a good amount. Because there's like four toy, four Toy Stories. There's like four cars. There's, I think there's only three cars, maybe. And then we have Incredibles. The Incredibles two. We have a prequel to Monsters Inc. There's a prequel to Toy Story as well. <laughs> Lightyear. Lightyear. That's right. Well, I think <laughs> that was supposed to be based around. From what I was told, it's more based on the show. Mm. But either way, yeah, there's a lot more sequels in this season. Uh, we're getting to that right away, our first sequel, which will be interesting. I, I remember liking this movie. I remember liking most of the Toy Story yeah, sequels. Yeah, I think all of the Toy Stories were actually pretty well done, as far as mm-hmm. I remember. It'll be interesting to see how they all actually hold up comparatively. Like, I definitely remember Toy Story 2. I think this is one of my favorite I think this one's like my favorite Toy Story. But it's gonna be gonna be fun. 
So that's next week. So until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.